Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? All right, everyone. What's up? This is Peter. I'm the host of uh, Podstalgic. It's been a while since I've done uh, an episode. Usually we do movie reviews, television shows, what have you. But um, I, what, what I like to do, and I don't do it often enough, um, a lot of us, we consume a lot of content on social media, on our phones. And often these people, they make us happy. And um, I do have one of my favorite content creators that uh, every time I watch his videos, he makes me happy. So it was only right that I bring him on the show to hear his story. Uh, joining me is Junior uh, Kaleopa. How are you doing, Junior? Hey, thanks, Peter. I appreciate you. Uh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to... Basically, this is kind of a deep dive. Uh, I feel like if people really enjoy what you work they may be interested in hearing your story um yeah. i feel that often you know we're like laying in bed sitting on the couch sitting on the toilet like some of your videos you yeah. know we're just scrolling <laughs> we're just scrolling through right and and yeah. and we we watch you know like the 15 second clip and and then we move along but like how often right. do like do you kind of get to know about that content creator and i feel there um not enough opportunities are maybe being um offered you know for, for yeah. these you know people to share their stories and stuff and i feel like you have some um, really interesting uh things to share and some things that people probably uh, may not know um about you um so help me with the pronunciation i know there's like americanized uh um pronunciations and whatnot but uh yeah. your 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 family is from samoa yep. right okay yep. and and were you also from there or like are you i know you're from utah so are you, were you born and raised in utah so Actually, I was I was born in American Samoa, so okay. there's like there's two islands. There's Samoa and then American Samoa. Mm, and, didn't and, know that. Yeah, so I was born in a a little hospital. I guess it's big now, but um, called Fangalu, and it's in American Samoa by Pango Pango. So Pango Pango is like the capital of American Samoa. So that's where I was born. I was only there for like three months, and then. Pretty much the rest of my life, I was um, raised in Southern California in Anaheim and okay. Riverside. Yeah. So, so you, Utah, how long you been been there? I've uh, been in Utah for like six years now. Yeah. So not not too long. So okay, I I have some family in SLC. Um, oh, cool. And on that, yeah, on that lives there. Uh, my cousins that grew up there, they're you know married and and moved away. One in Seattle and one in Japan. So. Um, oh man, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, that's really interesting uh, about your family. W one of the other things that I learned is that um, you know I, I feel like we're not too far apart in terms of ages, and so yeah. like we may have like a similar upbringing. Like, um, were your parents like were they like um, like disciplinarians? You know, were they very oh, supportive yeah. of like everything you did? Yeah, are, are you um, <laughs> yeah. comfortable with sharing kind of like you growing up? Yeah, so like uh, both my parents are. We like to call it straight from the rock. Um, like Samoa is like a small island and both my parents were raised there. And like my upbringing was like, I'm the oldest of four. Mm, so me too. Yeah. Everything that I did was like, Hey, you're the, you're the oldest. You need to take responsibility, look after your siblings. And pretty much I got my butt whooped almost every other weekend or, almost every week 
yeah, yeah. Are, are your parents my parents? Like, I, I feel I had that same time. <laughs> like, hey, you're the oldest. We put all the time into raising you. So yeah. now it's your turn to help us out. I'm like, exactly. These are kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's, right. uh, it's so funny because, like, uh, just growing up and trying to, I guess, trying to be a good example, uh, obviously being imperfect, uh, um, you know, I, I talked to my siblings. They're like, man, you don't know how good you got it. Like, I swear I got most of the discipline and then you guys got like whatever was left over of my parents' energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just causing all the trouble in school and just like, um, just like, I, I wouldn't say I was like a rebellious teenager. I was pretty obedient, I would say. But I did do bad in school. Like, educational wise and um it's not i don't know i don't blame my parents because like they try to teach me the best that they could i mean their english is okay i mean it's still okay <laughs> we like to call them i'm sure you know the term fobs like oh, fresh yeah. off the boats yeah. yeah i mean they're doing they're the show called fresh yeah. Off the boat. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. the broken english and stuff it's still <clears throat> i mean i guess their english is better but um just really as a i guess what would you call me a first generation um i believe uh, you are since you're you were not born in like the u.s proper like yeah. like i i am like i was born in texas so like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i was born in the uh, continental u.s and um the way i understand it is like our, our parents born in you know the, the motherland let's call it and when they come to right. the u.s that makes them first generation so i'm second generation Okay. I believe you're you would be first. That would be first generation, right? Because uh yeah. yeah. Um but pretty much like my parents spoke Samoan to me my whole life. And the funny thing is about like living in the US or in California, I never picked it up. I, I understand a lot of it. So I would just respond back in English. So if they like yelled demands to me in Samoan, like take out the trash, go take a shower, like do all those certain things. I just responded back in English. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what that's like. Like, um, I remember growing up, I feel as early as like second grade, my dad being very specific, like leave the English at school. When you come home, you speak, mm. you speak loud, you know, yeah. I'm like, no, okay. You know, and then, Three siblings later, like my parents were speaking, like you know, broken English to them. Yeah. They have, uh, you know, become Americanized and 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 have adapted the Western way of things. When I right. grew up, like the Eastern way of things, and mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I was 18, and my dad didn't want me to have a cell phone. And then my mm -hmm. sisters were like 17 and 13, and he bought them cell phones. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I didn't get my cell phone until I was going into my senior year of high school. <laughs> So, yeah. and right. then all my younger siblings just like man i always tell them yeah you know how good you have it i mean just based on i swear like you can relate like we're we were the test the test kids pigs. right <laughs> like the parents and were like, learning how to be parents and it's like all yeah, right well, well i guess we're gonna do what we know as you know from our own parents you know, exactly so my youngest on. sibling she she's just like got spoiled out of all of us. She she never got hit or anything like that. And What's she like? just yeah, for real. Like no one laid a hand on you, man. You didn't even do any chores too. That's why your house is a mess. Oh, <laughs> you meant the other sister. 
I'm at the other side. The other side. Sorry. No, 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 no. Which one you, uh, do you think uh, you're you're talking about? Um. So yeah, there is definitely a, an important issue. I I kind of want to go in some sort of order, like chronologically in in your life. Yeah. Um. At some point, so what I know about like Islanders, like you know, they're very talented you know the in in music whether it's playing an instrument or singing and dancing and and all these different things um you obviously dance in in your videos as well uh and mm -hmm. you know you're singing along to the tune but we don't hear your voice mm -hmm. one thing like with my little bit of research uh i was a little surprised to to find out about you because i didn't see it anywhere else but you you played volleyball mm -hmm. in school yeah so yeah. um tell tell me about the decision to play that was for college right you played volleyball in college yep Played volleyball in college. Uh, actually, played. Uh, so growing up, I played baseball. Like I, I was in baseball for quite a few of my youngest years in in Anaheim, and then transitioned to fo uh, football, and then fell in love with volleyball pretty quickly at, at a very young age. Like never played it um, organized uh, until probably my sophomore year of high school. Um, how I fell in love with the sport, I actually I was ditching class. Um, <laughs> I was ditching class one day at school um, and I walked into the gym because I know the PE teacher really well and he let all of the, the kids that wanted to ditch play in his play in his class or participate in his class but um i thought the class was going on actually and i walked into the gym and i found like there was a volleyball net set up and i was like oh snap this is dope and uh one of the coaches was just like playing around whatnot and like helping the players get ready and then i was like what we have freaking volleyball at our high school i mean I knew there was volleyball in Southern California, but I didn't know to the extent that it was organized volleyball. So I went up to the coach, hey, I want to try out. Like, how do I become part of the team? And then, you know, long story short, like I, I started playing on the team. I started – I had a natural ability to just play the sport because I obviously, like, with my cousins and stuff, they all play, played volleyball too and – that attracted me to just wanting to get better. <clears throat> so I had the natural ability of like actually adapting to the organized sport. And it was fun. It was great. Like it taught me good traits, like teamwork and leadership and whatnot, and just participating and being a good person. And that honestly, like that sport really, <laughs> it like helped me, get better at school I mean I graduated with like a 2.5 <laughs> sounds passing <laughs> I mean it's a 2.0 is passing but um like that sport like really helped me wanting to get better edu education because if I didn't if I didn't get good grades then I wouldn't be able to play so that was like kind of my motivation towards that yeah, um, yeah that's awesome yeah so volleyball has been a really great part of my life uh in sports so that yeah it's been great i, I like that a lot because like uh, as as an athlete you're able to kind of use like um similar 
uh, skill sets and apply it mm-hmm. to different sports. But uh, with volleyball, I feel that's probably the most unique out of like football and and baseball. You're you're you're, you're jumping, which mm-hmm. is not something you're used to with the other two, unless you're like leaping and tackling and, and what have you right. and using your body. This one is using your body in a certain way, and and that that's really awesome. And so so you said like the, the it sounds like the transition was pretty easy, but like what what about the training? And like the beginning of, of that journey, oh, like conditioning and stuff. Pro- yeah, conditioning. It was probably like really, really hard at, at first. I mean, I would say football. Like, I I got used to the conditioning because I was already playing football beforehand. But like like you said before, jumping plyometrics, man. Um, I already had a pretty good uh, vertical before. But getting into exercises and conditioning with the volleyball team really amplified that. Um, so, like, I would say in high school, I probably was, like, 30, 36 to 37, probably 38-inch vertical. Um, they're pretty high. I mean, I'm only six feet tall. Well, so I'm, I'm a lot shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, a lot of the players that, played volleyball are usually um six four or higher so i had to like as an outside hitter so that was my position i had to like okay if i'm gonna play this position i'm gonna have to jump high and get over these these tall players so me and my brother at the time we're just dedicating ourselves to be better players and you know going through the conditioning and making sure that we're in shape. And I wouldn't say we necessarily ate the best food for nutrition. Cause I mean, in high school who eats like who diets, you know what I mean? Like everyone's, yeah, on right. we were headed to Jack in the box right after. I don't <laughs> right think kale was a thing yet in high school for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eating yeah. salad, you know, because it's healthier. That wasn't a thing, you know, in, it was a blind spot for me. Yeah, our metabolism at that age, at teenagers, like, they just go, just whatever, so. Well, uh, I was already a skinny dude, like, in high school, and <laughs> I, I enlisted into the Army my senior year. I went oh, away wow. for you know, for basic training, AIT, and then I came back home. I, I, I forgot the, the time frame, and I think it was one of my cousins who was like, aren't you, like, supposed to come back, like, bigger? <laughs> I'm like, well, dude, I got toned. I got, like, five pounds more muscle. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I understand the, the fast metabolism. So um, this may or may not be related. Uh, and I'm only kind of looking at like the, the time frame based on like what you have posted. It appears that your um, your Instagram you created just uh, almost a year ago. So like happy early anniversary for, for that. Oh, account. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. yeah. And so like 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 um, TikTok is a blind spot for me. Like I, I have it because you know, podcast and, and content creating. So I have that because, but I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I don't get on it. I forget that I have one. So I've only seen your, your stuff on the Instagram. Um, Did you start on TikTok first and then transitioned over? I don't really know that answer. Uh, Like with TikTok, I, I actually just, so I had an Instagram a long time ago and I started that in, in college really. Um, Like some of my, my friends were like, Hey, do you have Instagram? And that's when it like first kind of came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
no, what is that? Like, I'm just on Facebook or I still have my MySpace profile. <laughs> Were um, you uh, ever on Asian Avenue? No, no, no. You just missed that, that era, I guess, of Asian Avenue. Have you heard of that at all? Uh-huh. Asian Avenue? Asian Avenue was like um it was like before MySpace and mm. like if you remember like early Kanye uh music he, he referenced like Black Planet that's mm-hmm. the I know Black the, Planet yeah. yeah yeah Asian Avenue was the Asian version of Black Planet and Mihit oh. Day was was for the Latinx community you know oh. yeah so that's kind gotcha. of interesting that, that you knew Black Planet but not Asian Avenue they, they're, they're the same yeah. you go on the interface it's like oh okay they just have a different name for for each community huh. so. Interesting. So, yeah, just um, like um, like I was saying, like Instagram, mm. I didn't start to like college. And then I had that profile for a long time. And um, if I last remember, I think my followers was like at nine, 950 people. And I decided to like delete it when I was, I was probably like 25 or something. And I was like, I'm not using it, right? And then long, like long story short, so fast forward, um, like I have all these ideas. I have ADHD, so I have all these ideas just racing through my mind. Like, and I've always, I feel like I've always been a creative person just naturally. And my wife, she was like, hey, maybe you can like do some skits or something like that. Like I see a lot on social media, like I think you're funny or even more funnier than than these guys that you see and um everyone likes to follow a trend i try not i I try not to do that like i really try to do my own thing but as for tiktok i know a lot of people are gravitating towards that i just want to stick to just one one profile i guess it's just too much to I'm, i'm father of two like i'm a husband like too much to focus on and i have a regular job as well um so i got to provide for my family so like my creative outlet is just on instagram and i've from my friends and just random people like hey people are reposting your stuff on tiktok like you should create one i'm like nah they're fit have them feel free because my whole my whole like my whole purpose of my instagram reels posts is to like bring like positivity in such a like negative world that we live in, you know? So. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's one thing that, um, like I said, like I reached out to you specifically, like I, I can count the, um, how many content creators I've actually reached out on my hands just because it's like, it, 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 I guess it, I've never really um, committed either way. If like, if this is something I want to continue doing, like shout out to Russ Gasson, you know, the, the first video interview on the Postalgic uh, YouTube channel. I heard his, you know, if I had a verse on and his um, his version of Twisted by Keith Sweat went viral and mm-hmm. I heard it and I was inspired. I was like, I want to talk to more content creators. <laughs> and so I just started yeah. a channel and, you know, I was very fortunate that, that he said yes. And and you as well, like I, I saw your videos and I was kind of keeping up and again, inspiration. So you you told me like what you had hoped to accomplish with with your um your Instagram account. And mm-hmm. like every time I watch a video, uh, it's, it's nothing but good vibes. And I, I feel your energy is infectious. Like you commit. Like I, I, I kind of joked earlier about like, you know, sitting on the toilet and like hearing Aaliyah yeah. or, or something <laughs> like you commit whatever idea you have, you commit 
yeah. and and it looks like you're having fun and i feel people can see the authenticity like in, uh-huh. in what you're doing you're enjoying it and and you're making people happy so you got to really be proud of that oh thanks that, that, i appreciate that i hope i convey that and like that's that's what i really want to hear as as in feedback from people um like just this past weekend we were at this polynesian days festival and a ton of people have come up to me and was like hey man i appreciate your content i relate so much to it like my teenager self like all those songs that you posted all the emotions that you're doing like that was literally me i got that like probably over a hundred times this past weekend and it made me feel good because it just tells me that like i'm doing something doing something right and and not for the purpose of popularity but just to like remind people of the good days when we were younger and you know we didn't have social media all we had like was myspace and i mean youtube just barely came out probably was it 2000 or something i don't remember and it wasn't even really a platform to like for short form stuff that i that i'm doing right and our 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 ways to express ourselves was actually being in the room like dancing in front of the mirror like to to mario or like some nelly type stuff and in the 2000s era and like i don't know it just dude take take it back even further yeah i remember like during lunch in the gym you know all the b-boys you know the pinoys pinoys whatever they're all in the gym they pull out that mat that that the gymnastic mats and then there's break dancing you know, yeah. or in the cafeteria, you know, after mm-hmm. like most people have gone or something, or even at the school dances in the cafeteria. So Exactly. And people battling. Different. You don't really say yeah. that. Oh, yeah. You don't right. see that no. now. Well, they do it over camera. Yeah. They, they, they're I challenges mean, now, not battles. Like, it's just, it's so funny. And with the, now, like nowadays with the teenagers, they only can do TikTok dances, like no type of freestyles or whatnot. Like, right. I I grew up watching music videos like Amarion or like Michael Jackson, and and like not even just trying to copy the movements and whatnot. But like nowadays, it's like there's like tutorials and stuff. Like there's no tutorials back then. Yeah, what was the tutorial? Yeah, you have to like send in and get a videotape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you, you literally are practicing while the music video is happening, right? It's just, I don't know. Those were the days where like you really were honed in, hey, I want to learn that move. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like keep watching this over, 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 over again and practice it at home. So I could take it to the dance floor. Right. And, exactly. And try to school some people. <laughs> and people would know exactly, you know, what you're doing. Like, um I I forget how recent it was, but one one of the videos you did, I was all like, guilty you know and it, it was uh instincts uh, bye 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 you know like oh, yeah, you know yeah. like the, you know that that dance so like um and shout out to uh, a friend of the show uh justine um she's a editor in you know in the film industry and um she had talked about also learning the dance and she even added that most people actually do it wrong because they're mirroring what they're seeing on tv as opposed to like understanding like you know the mirror isn't the exact Way you're doing it so it's actually oh, the opposite right. kind of right, thing right. so i was just like yeah that's right not a lot of people remember that so you're just copying what you're seeing on tv and so you're only mirroring the actual mm-hmm. choreography you're not actually duplicating the choreography exactly so yeah it's a whole so thing you but now you go, a- yeah 
So if they're like, if you see them dancing in real life, it's literally like, oh shoot, I'm doing the opposite of what right. they're doing. I should be actually going left, not right. So yeah, yeah. So, so you you should actually be having your back to the TV yeah. and mimicking them that way. Then then that's yeah. more accurate. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a different time. Um. So so, so we're talking about like when you started uh, your uh, your IG account and um shortly thereafter and you made a post uh, about this and you know i was just talking about you being authentic and people see that and um not only are you authentic you're also transparent and um uh but yourself and you shared something very personal um mm -hmm. uh, about 11 months ago and you found out that you and you just said it to you that you have adhd yeah. um how, how did you come to um maybe seek out uh like a, like a professional opinion to get that diagnosis so yeah like you said it was about almost a year ago um that i just really wanted to hone in on that like like why am i so spaced out sometimes or why like when when someone's having a conversation with me it looks like i'm engaged but i'm thinking about something else and i'll and like with my job it's so hard to stay on task and stuff like that and i thought for the longest time, my parents were calling me lazy and like not wanting to do certain things. And, um, and I was like losing jobs and stuff and losing relationships. Like in my post that I'd um, <clears throat> describe what was going on with me. And I was like, man, I'm in, I'm in my thirties. Like I can't keep going with this and I got to figure out something. So I actually, I posted on LinkedIn to on a professional stage and basically told my story. It's like, I'm looking for help. Could someone reach out to me before it's too late? You know, meaning like, like, I don't want this to keep going. And then all of a sudden, like I get fed up with it. And then I don't want to say this, but like it ends up like me taking my life type thing, you know, because I've lost, like I said, I've lost a lot of, a lot of things over this thing. And uh, finally, a therapist reached out to me in my my DMs or just like inbox messaging. I was like, "Hey, I have ADHD. I have an ADHD too. Um, what are your thoughts on like meeting up with me this upcoming week or whatnot?" So I was like, "You know what? I've tried medication. You know, I've I've done." like working out and stuff. And I mean, it, it worked to a certain extent, but you know, medication kind of changed me and made me not want to do things completely at all. And like working out was good beneficially, like physically whatever. And it did help somewhat with my mental state, but it still like was a everyday occurrence. So met up with this therapist and uh, he pretty much asked all these questions. And at the end of the session, he was like, Junior, you have severe ADHD. <laughs> and I was like, what? Thank I didn't know you. that. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, but I literally at the end of the session, I started crying because I was just looking for an answer. And really, like, it, it helped me because I was having anxiety attacks, like, I was in and out of the ER multiple times um, and I thought I was going crazy. 
but when the therapist just talked to me, he was like, yeah, you, you have severe ADHD. Like you have thoughts that are uncontrollable. And just by the way you've answered my questions, like we can get you started right away to help you, you know, control these thoughts to help you stay focused more at work to just basically try to be, he, 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 he try to get away from the word normal again. Cause like you'll still have ADHD, but we'll try to help you be more functional. So you won't be insane. Right. You won't feel like you're being crazy in situations or whatnot. And I did therapy for like, honestly, six to seven months and basically identified what triggered me and all the certain things that um, have happened in my life, like facing those things as well, past traumatic experiences and with like my parents and um, like I was sexually abused and stuff like that. And just getting all through those things and making the person I am today. And the fact that I'm a husband and a father and like, I love my wife and my two kids. And that's all I really want to do is like a part of that was getting better for them, but mostly a huge part is getting better for myself. So I can be highly functional and not only that, but be present for, for them because my family's like, my number one priority of course so absolutely yeah yeah i mean I, I love that and thank you for being so open and sharing that very personal story you know like uh like we, we literally just met less than an hour ago or or like you know formerly uh, aside yeah. from the the coordinating um my uh my 11 year old he's the middle of five i have five kids um yeah and he has adhd mm. and we only found out uh he just he's just starting middle school sixth grade we found out, I believe it was in fourth grade. And what we were used to was just about like every first quarter of every year, we're getting an email or a call. Hey, you know, he's getting into trouble. And we're just like, you know, it's, he's a boy, right? You know, and it wasn't until fourth grade when the teacher finally, this teacher just, you know, responds, yes, but like he knows right and wrong. and But he continues to make decisions that get him into trouble. And mm -hmm. so that kind of got us thinking like, hmm, you know, and then, you know, we went through all types of medication, some that just um, made him lose like all that uh, pandemic weight. You know, he, mm -hmm. he had gained weight from the distance learning and some medication made him drop drastically, like 10 pounds. Um, it was keeping him up late at night and unable to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so so like that, that was hard as a family, not going to lie. Yeah. And um, I think this is. You know, it, it's obviously hard on, on many people, but um, like this, this phrasing is going to come out a little weird, but that's kind of where you're going to find out like who, like who's really there for you because right. they now have to also rewire themselves to understand that you are wired a little bit differently yourself. Right. You know, like some of the things you were saying, like I've always kind of questioned about myself. Like I don't know if ADHD is something genetics. Like you, you mm -hmm. mentioned like, um, you know, there's past trauma that you have, uh, have had. And so I was just like, is, is, is it me? Is he getting anything from his mom? And like what you were saying, 
I have so many different ideas as well. Like I, I shared mm. with you, I, I host four podcasts, but that's only now. How many did right. I have, you know, previous to that, that, that right. it had ended and, and all the different co-hosts that I had. And so like, um, I do wonder why has it been difficult for me to keep a steady co-host for like a, an extended period of time? And no one's really telling me like when we decide to kind of like go off and kind of do our own thing, no one's mm. saying like, Hey, like, this, this is why, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I think most of these people I have met online. And so it's easy for them just to like ghost me, you know, right. and, and now I'm left wondering, like, what did I do or say mm-hmm. that made you decide when I thought we were very close internet friends mm-hmm. that you have now decided to ghost me. So I have right. a, a lot of those, unfortunately, like, yeah. but I have very close, like friends that I have been friends with over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And these guys will let me know if I'm out of line, if I'm an asshole, you know, right. and, and and so I'm just like, if, if they can do it and they stay, they stay around, I may not, can't be that bad of a guy. So what mm-hmm. is it? You know, so yeah. it, is it like my mind is always processing different things. And and so like I often have to postpone uh, recordings, cancel recordings. It's like, is that being too much? But uh, yeah, I wish I knew more, but right. you know, kind of it, it is what it is. Right. So um, it, I don't know if you know this. Do you happen to know like the difference between like when we grew up, we knew it as like ADD and as we mm-hmm. got older, now it's ADHD. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's an extra letter there. Do you know the difference in the two? Uh, so ADD is like attention deficit disorder. And then ADHD is like attention deficit, um, hyper, like hyperactive disorder. Um, so I think that, I think the age is hyperactive. Sam's right. It's not, I hyper, mean, I it's not hypertension. Sometimes we just make things up, right? Just to make it sound like ADHD. Um, what we got here, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Oh, see? Yeah. So hyperactivity disorder. And it's funny because like um, when I was going through the questions and, you know, the, the therapist and whatnot, he was telling me like certain things that I did and it literally brought all my memories back to when I was a kid. Mm. I was like, Oh, that's why I sucked at school. And that's why my parents or more of my dad was beating my butt a lot because like for the life of me, I couldn't even pay attention. And like when they try to talk to me and I'd be like fidgety or something like I still to this very day, I like very like moving my legs and stuff, like bouncing it up and down where I'm at. I'm I'm like in the movies, I have to like move all the time still. And it just made so much sense. And like the anxiety of like feeling lost, it, it was gone as soon as like that, that one therapy session went through and just getting to know myself and, all the things that, you know, ADHD entails to a person and whatnot. So I wouldn't say I'm like, I feel better now, but I feel like I'm way better than I was last year. So, or just the yeah. years before too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's important. It, it doesn't matter if it's like a, a difference in the month, like you're progressing, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're seeing, you know, some mm-hmm. changes and, and that's, you know, that's healthy on the mind and, and body, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, thoughts are clear and you're thinking more positive, like you just perform better in everything. Right. Like, 
You know, I, exactly. I have self-diagnosed, like I have gone through depression, you know, I, I've yeah. been um, with my wife for 21 years and you got to believe we've gone through up and down. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, I, I think we hang our hat on like how long we've been together and say like our, our parents couldn't do it. They've been on whatever marriage, you know, they're, they're at now. And mm-hmm. let's just, you know, communication wasn't a thing for them, like in the old right. country. Right. And so mm-hmm. they, they couldn't. Like my dad didn't tell me, uh, to my knowledge, first time he told me he loved me was um, in a letter to me when I was at basic training. And mm. he wrote to me to tell me how much honor I brought to the family name at that point. When the last yeah. time we spoke, he was very embarrassed that he had a teenage son that was a father. You know, it's funny because like, um, it's funny you say that. I mean, it's not funny that you say that, but I definitely relate to that. Because I, I served a, a two-year um, mission for my church. So when I was 19, uh, I went out to serve a voluntary church mission. And uh, I, I didn't hear, like, I'm proud of you or I love you until like I came back from that church mission, right? Um, I think just... And give you more context, like my dad didn't grow up with loving parents. Like he he literally went from house to house in Samoa until like his uncle like took him in and like took care of him. And then when he was the age of eleven, like he brought him to um, the church and baptized him. And then his uncle, who like cared about him died of electrocution in Samoa. Jesus. Crazy, right? And yeah. um, so like all those years of just loneliness and just trying to fend for himself, I think a lot of that trauma was really taken out on me because he didn't want me to be like his parents or like he just wanted me to be a better man than um, my dad was or like who his dad was and whatnot. So I, like, it made sense to me why like, I was getting all the beatings and whatnot and lectures and all those things. But yeah, just like with me, I'm, I'm a pretty open book, man. I don't, if someone wants to get to know more about me, like talk to me, you know, In the same I'll, way. Give you two, I'll give you two straight. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, there's nothing really to hide about me. Like, I, I, I feel like I've been through a lot, and um, my whole persona, my whole thing on social media is to like relate to people and that. Hey, man, Junior looks like he's still having a good time. He's, he's like, he's happy and with his content and stuff, and providing these things all the while, like he's gone through some pretty traumatic things. Like I'm not going to deny those things, but it, I'm using my platform just to relate to people and make people happy. That's the whole thing. So and bring awareness, you know, like yeah. it says it in your profile, you know, you're a mental health advocate and you want to share the story that can make the difference that can help somebody, you know, like yeah. I'm sitting here and like, like I mentioned it, like I've, I've questioned 
why I have ADHD? Like, is it genetic that my son has this? Is any of that for me? You mentioned mm-hmm. something about like um, moving all the time and, and and whatnot. I remember in high school, sophomore year in English class, um, my teacher one day, like she was like talking to us and then like she stopped. I don't know if it was mid-sentence or whatever. She just looked over to me and she's like, like Peter, you find a new way to uh, like sit in that seat every day, you know? <laughs> and, and, and my, the, um, the third, the, the oldest sister, which is the, the third um, sibling, second sibling for me, uh, she had the same teacher. And I believe, I might mis- uh, remember the details, but I believe she told me that the teacher was like, oh, you're Peter's sister, and may have made a comment about me sitting, like finding a new way to sit in a chair. Like, I'll have the chair facing the other way. I'll have the chair backwards. I'll be sitting on the desk. You know, like, I'm always just, I, I couldn't sit still. And like like um like that's why i also podcast it's because like i'm not a gamer and i love my music and my movies and i feel like i can speak with people about it put it out there if anyone listens and takes anything away from it like that's that's awesome that's great and you know i'm just kind of do it for for me you know like a, an outlet to express myself you wow. know because you know i don't i don't sing i don't dance you know yeah yeah I like to go clubbing back in the days, and that's why I love your your uh, your content, you know, because I, I love all the, all the bangers and the bops, and I'm just like, oh man, yeah, this this one, They're like one of the ones that um, I was a little surprised. I go, he seemed a little young to to know that one, but Groove Theory, I was like this guy did the Groove Theory. That's, oh, that's... tell me, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Lo- lo- love that song. Uh, Ninety five, <laughs> shy guy. Ninety five was a great year um, yeah. for 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 music all, all all around. Um, so now you you have shared about like uh. Um, having ADHD, you started the the, uh, the Instagram, which we'll, we'll still talk more about that. Um, mm-hmm. Something I, I did notice, like kind of doing my research, and you mentioned like being uh, at a Polynesian festival just yesterday as well. It seems like mm-hmm. you're pretty active in the community. Yeah, I would say so. Like I, I try to support all the like local businesses. Um, shout out uh, nothing but grinds, like those guys here is like a local food truck here in utah those guys are from hawaii and um anything polynesian um i try to i would say like give back by posting their products or whatnot because i for me like people are always telling oh you should monetize like like that's dope but like if i can create a platform to pretty much share awareness of like our, our towns of our people or just like people that are trying to make it in, in the world, the least I can do is just post stuff about their product or whatnot. Even, even if you're not Polynesian, like if, if you need help with getting your business off the ground, like if, if I could be a small part of it, you know, awesome. You know, I'm yeah. not, I don't know. I just feel weird. Like taking someone's money for posting something that's free. <laughs> yeah, I, just no, don't know, I, I don't know how that works. So. I feel the same way like for for years I've always been like no I don't have a patreon because like it'd be great just to make that like extra you know uh little uh pocket cash or what whatever but um like especially my interviews like people are being generous enough to give me their time I don't want to make money off that but like yeah. you know I, w- I was reminded like you create so much content you've been doing it for years it's like sometimes uh, it, it'd be nice to just get some of that back in your pocket because like i'm in the hole i've been doing this for like nine years multiple mm-hmm. podcasts and you know i have flown to different states for for different opportunities that i've been given 
And mm-hmm. so, yeah, all of that is out of pocket. And so, you know, I got a merch store and I, like, I don't like actively promote it. It's there. If the people that really enjoy what I do and support me, they'll know how to find yeah. it. So yeah. um, tell me about this. Um, I, I don't know like how involved you are. Like if it was just like a really cool opportunity that um, arose, but the Island City TV, uh, you were able to attend the NBA All-Star Weekend this year, earlier this year. Yeah. So um, a new, like a, a news anchor, actually, his name is Big Buddha. Shout out Big Buddha. He works for the local, um, I guess, news station out here. Uh, awesome Samoan advocate for like just Polynesian businesses or whatnot. So Island City Media is actually out of Hollywood, California. And one of my good friends actually is the CEO of Island City. And he actually brought me along because um, – of my content and not only that, but just giving out the, the opportunity to, uh, um, to the world, just like sharing my personality and things like that. He thought bringing me on would be a, a great thing, but we got connected with, with Buddha, big Buddha. And he got us into the NBA all-star weekend and we were able to see like everything from like, some really cool shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because clearly me, he thinks he thinks your personality is also infectious. Like, like I said, you know. Yeah. So I, I see no lies here. Um, I'm, the, I'm the type of person that doesn't get starstruck. So we saw like Grant Hill. I was to ask that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Freaking legend. Okay. You know. So, so if you didn't get starstruck, what's either the closest to what somebody would define as starstruck, or what was like your favorite encounter? Or something that you did that, that you were like, I never thought I would have done this. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, did you see Damian Lillard since he attended Weber State in Utah? You know, obviously Portland great here in in Portland. Uh, no, I did not. I didn't see okay. Damian. Um, like obviously ran into Grant Hill, ran into. Um, the, I, I'm forgetting his name, but the 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 winner of the um the dunk contest. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Mac McClung. Okay. So yeah, we got to take a picture, talk to him a little bit. Uh, he's cool, really cool guy. That's that's one thing about like what people don't realize. Like these guys are regular people. Like, yeah. that's why like when I go into meeting these people or whatnot, I, I don't, um, I guess I don't want to be like, Oh my gosh, let me get your freaking autograph. You freaking won the, the slam dunk, slam dunk contest, Mac McClellan, you know, no, no, I wasn't even like that. And we met, actually met him before he did the slam dunk, slam dunk contest. So, um, yeah, I just I would say the closest thing when it came to meetings, man, that's so hard. Um, well, while you're kind of thinking, I kind of want to share something, and like I hope nobody thinks like, oh, you know, Peter's flexing, but like you know, you, you mentioned like you don't you don't get starstruck. Like I, um, in front of like certain celebrities, I'll definitely like buckle up and and like, oh, I don't know what to do. But like um, having covered the show Cobra Kai for, you know, five seasons at this point and having been able to sit down with uh, some of the older actors that I grew up watching as a youth, 
um, I, I forget that I'm one of the fewest, you know, a very small percentage of people that has an opportunity like I have or had um, experienced the, the opportunities that I have. And so like I met a, uh, made a comment about a, um, a friend's husband who was with me at an event. And I was just like, because I have never really seen somebody like that. The, that's not part of like this fandom that also know these mm-hmm. people. I've never been with somebody who appeared to have been starstruck. And I made a comment and, and my friend, she reminded me, she's like, well, Peter, not everybody has like met these actors like you. So like, yeah, it's their first time. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess you're right. Because like once they speak to me and speak to me like a normal person, like like what you have done in the past and what I like thought about your celebrity, like now I, I look at you as like a regular person. And I feel that's why uh, I've been able to get some of the interviews I have that other people haven't because like it comes back to like being authentic and and um right. like I'm not faking like reaction videos out there you know right. like like I, I'm like I most of my interviews are this this very way like I'm mm-hmm. people may say like oh you need more energy I'm like well that's that's not how I talk I'm not going to be fake you know right. like either you like me as a host or you don't there's plenty of other shows you mm-hmm. know and people I keep getting come back on my show to interview clearly they enjoy what I do, think what I'm doing is cool. Maybe they like my questions as well. I don't know. Right. But um did you were you able to think about something for the All-Star? It, it sounds like it was a really big thing. So um yeah, I mean All-Star Weekend was pretty cool. I saw like a couple of players and whatnot, but like what about performers? Because you know like often there's well it wasn't Usher, was it or it was it was who's performing at the halftime at the uh, Oh it was uh Burner Boy. Oh okay, yeah, I'm a newer artist. I know yeah, the newer name. Artist. I might know one Burner or two. Boy, Tim's, and then not Tim Malone. Post Malone. Okay, I know. I know Post Malone's. Yeah. So Post Malone's actually a great person. Um, cool story about that. Oh, yeah, Little John. Um, one of my first uh, first concerts was um, Anger Management Three, which featured Little John and the Eastside Boys. So my my cousins actually. A personal bodyguard for Lil John, and he was for Post Malone. Um, great people, those guys. Uh, Lil John was able to always go backstage and just be behind him on the DJ set right now. So, whenever he's in Utah, my, my cousin would just reach out to me, or I'll reach out to him if I see his story. Like, hey, you're in Utah? Said, yeah, man, come through. So, usually I'm just there. Most like most mostly seeing my cousin because the only time we get together is like when Lil John's in town or I'm somewhere yeah. he's working or whatnot. So he'll bring me backstage and I'll just try to have a conversation with him while he's working. Because <laughs> isn't uh, he um, like usually uh, like hosting things in um, in Vegas? Yeah, he's got yeah, yeah. a well, he's he's got like a contract or something like that uh, right now in Vegas at the MGM. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten to meet a few cool people. One thing that I, I would say, like, um, that surprised me was that uh, Jamie Foxx actually follows me on Instagram. Nice. Love it. So when I when I got that following and he's like commenting on my stuff, like Jamie Foxx is a, someone I really look up to because R and B. You know, he can. He's like the triple threat. He can act. Mm-hmm. Man, seeing like. 
what else can he do? Like he's a comedian, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's fun. I, I, I grew up watching him on In Living Color. Yeah. You know, exactly. and then the Jamie Foxx show. And then yeah, yep. I got a few of his albums. I really love his slow jams. Um mm-hmm. So uh, you you mentioned Jamie Foxx. Who are some uh, some of your other followers? Were you like, no, no way, like this person follows me. Uh, Kid and Play. Okay, that was one of them. <laughs> when he when he, uh, when he followed me, I was like, or is this Kid? It's Kid. Um, when he followed okay. me, I was like, what the Kid and Play? What the heck? Are you serious? That's, that's crazy. That's Chris Reed, Christopher Reed. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's right. Um. Who else? There's just a lot of blue checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is no, just, um, uh, J- Janet Jackson or something, or no? Oh my gosh! If it was, that would be <laughs> Ryan Carey. No, uh, I think Jamie Foxx is probably my biggest one, to be honest. And I've gotten some That's like NFL flex. NFL players that uh, follow me too. Um, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's and like I look at it as like, okay, I'm doing something cool. Like I don't ever wanna I, I never talk about like trying to boast or brag about everything that I, that's happening. I just stay in the moment and be like, man, I'm grateful, you know. Yeah. Just try not to be prideful and have it get it to my mind or whatnot. Because there's a lot of people that have way more followers than me, and that's fine, you know. Yeah, uh, I feel the same way. And I, I think if anything that I can learn from you is like may, maybe I can maybe even tone it back a little bit and be a little bit more humble. And um, like I, I feel like maybe this is me. Um, re, like uh, I, I made up a reason for myself to kind of be okay with with doing this. But like I'm, I'm very proud and happy of like my accomplishments and the things I've been able to do with mm-hmm. my platform and you know the, the things that I've. Um, it's the opportunities to been that has been afforded to me for the hard work that I put in. It's because, yeah, I I mentioned you. I got five kids. I got a day job, and I still find time to make content that's sure. that's still giving me opportunities. Like I do that, you know, sure. like on the side as a hobby. Like, and I'm just wondering, like, what could it be like if I maybe not did it full time, but if I had more flexibility in what I'm doing? Like, how much more could I have done? Like right now, like um, of the content creators. Uh, in the Cobra Kai fandom on my YouTube channel, I'm one of the like the least follow uh, subscribe mm-hmm. to, you know, like mm-hmm. there's others that have like six figures and I'm still hovering under 6,000. But a lot of my um, supporters, they often like, remind me like, well, dude, you've had you've had the creators on every single year. There's there's guys with, you know, X amount of times more subscribers, but they've never had the creators on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been mentioned in Variety because of my podcast and all the oh, you know the different awesome. type of people i know i when i saw that i couldn't even believe it like i i wanted to punch myself <laughs> i was like there's no way that's that's me but um i was actually listed in top 15 television podcasts worth listening to and they were basically saying like if you're a fan of cry to kid or cobra kai like this guy's had everybody ralph macchio williams Zabka, and the creators like what more do you want basically so yeah, just worked hard, and I'll, I'll send you this clip, man, that I'm really proud of. I, I was approved to work the red carpet in L.A. Um, like almost a year and a half ago, and uh, William Zapka, star of Cobra Kai, he took a moment, um, to to like basically the gist of it and the, the phrasing that really stuck out to me is him like like pointing at me and saying like you being here is important, 
you know like like he just thanks me for everything that i've done you know with the fandom and and whatnot so you know so like i i i i think it's okay to be proud and and so like maybe maybe some people they're just kind of like peter fatigue and and tired of hearing it i don't know but like (laughs) i i don't know man like i i I guess like you know like what we're learning about each other is like we didn't have like a not so great um upbringing like you know we we hid behind a lot of you know laughs you know and and other outlets Mm -hmm. to not to kind of be so transparent as, as, as youth you know um and so like i guess again with my accompli- accomplishments i'm like hey guys look look, look what i'm doing right. cool you know and so like i definitely have a lot of my close friends that like they really do think it's cool what i'm doing so mm-hmm. you talked about jamie fox um following you uh as a content creator who are some if you're comfortable sharing who are some of your favorite follows uh in terms of content creators tiktok instagram similar to to what you do uh there's one kid um i think he's like 19 or 20 but his his uh his id name is vibes by tay and he's just this kid like doing like 2000 stuff and this kid was probably born in 2000 or right, right. 2002 or something like that <clears throat> so um he's he's really funny like very, I feel like he's very genuine and obviously a person that's um, really obedient to his parents, I would say, um, in terms of like the music that he's listening to because he's like releasing disco, like he's doing disco music. He's doing music in 2000s, like R&B, hip hop. And that's where he's staying at, 90s. I'm like, this kid has no idea what it's like to live in that era, but it's pretty dope to see like, I guess his interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. His interpretation, appreciation, like he's probably seen some videos or whatnot. And like, he's created, like he's got like 1.1 million followers. Wow. And he's doing a good job as a 19, 20 year old kid. Like, and all these people our age are like, maybe a couple of years younger than us or just commenting on like relating to his stuff. And it's so funny. Cause like he never lived there, but his content like just shows like his appreciation for, for those eras or whatnot, just during yeah. that time. <clears throat> that's, that's awesome. Like I, I do wonder what, um you know, you, you mentioned like you, you think he was pretty like obedient growing, growing up probably. And I do wonder what the relationship is like with um parents. Cause it sounds like he does have an old soul and mm-hmm. like you, you make an interesting point that I feel like not a lot of people like um in our age group have like too many content that is like pre pre eighties, you mm-hmm. know. And I actually I wasn't allowed to watch MTV until I was like around thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like if, if my parents saw me watching, you know, like the stuff that was on at that time, don't turn that off. You can't watch that, you know, that kind of right. thing. And so I was only able to listen to music from the fifties through the eighties. And so it wouldn't be until about 95, 90, 94, 95 is when I actually started getting into like the the top 40 on the radio mm-hmm. and um, discovering groups like TLC and, and Boys to Men, which were my my first two CDs um, that I ever owned. And and so like, yeah, my so like my first um, love, I, I told people like, oh, yeah, I'm a movie guy, but my first love was music. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that brings a lot more people together, um, right. just, you know, good vibes and, and music. Music is always there for you, it, it, right. no matter what 
your emotion is like there's always a song that you can relate to that's um yeah um so uh we'll we'll kind of get uh, close to like wrapping up here um you the the content that you create um how, if you're willing to share like how do you come up with some of these ideas do you kind of start with a song first or is it, is it more like inspiration where like a random song will pop up and then the lyrics kind of get the ball rolling like how do you come up with your content yeah it's so funny you say that because like usually my content is it's like every time i take a drive to work or i'm with my kids or we're going somewhere i have a spotify playlist and i feel bad because i say that because a lot of my uh most of my followers are like hey i need your playlist man because you got songs that i haven't listened to in years and um <laughs> i need to just release that but anyways like when i'm on these drives when a certain song comes up a certain memory comes up of when i was a teenager or like a certain situation or whatnot and that's why you'll see like a lot of my content and is like 16 year old me or 14 year old me like acting like something 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 and it's really related to that particular song that comes up in a certain okay. situation so, so you're actually drawing from like real experiences. It's not like a song you're listening to. You're like, okay, I was 16 at that age and I'm just going to do the thing where like, oh, when I was 16 and this song came on, like you're actually drawing from personal experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I, and again, I think that's why like it's a little bit more relatable as opposed to like, what can I do today that's going to give me those clicks and those, you know, those likes. Right. I never, never think about that. Like, yeah, right. Now I think it shows, it's... man. Like, like I, I think, um, I, I feel like you have a lot of drafts where you're just like, I'm, I'm, I don't love this one to share. Like, I feel like everyone you share, you, you love, you're 100% happy with mm -hmm. like the, the uh, final product. I will tell you, Peter, though, I don't have any drafts. I do okay. the day, I do, I film the day of. I don't like, most of them is one take. And oh, I just, wow. yeah, yeah. That a lot of people don't realize that I just do one take because like, um, for me, when you're filming stuff, like people want to see, see raw, like they want to mm -hmm. see like, like even if I, if I do make mistakes, like a lot of mistakes, obviously I'll like redo it and they'll only be like two or three times, but mostly most of my stuff is one, one take and just going off like my raw feelings, like of how I imagine myself in that certain situation, like at that certain age you know so yeah. yeah that's that's basically like that's the truth of what i'm telling you like it's really on the spot <laughs> i mean that's awesome and like uh, honestly i should i shouldn't be surprised because i feel like we consume so much content nowadays that you could kind of see like which ones are rehearsed you know like mm. like like they missed a mark and they're like ah well i don't want to do it for the 13th time you know, right. and so so there's that. And then also like the the improv, you know, obviously there's like direction, but you can tell like, OK, well, they had an idea and they're just winging the dialogue. And like, this is what we got. Like, like, I don't get that stuff from from you. Do you have to, to, to tend to something? My daughter just came downstairs. I, I, had, I had that like two days ago. My daughter came in the middle of a recording. Do you need to get to her real quick or? I think she's going. OK, she's going to my my wife. Okay. So. Um, let's let's see uh, the the content. Um, I believe the first video I saw of yours, it, and it was one of those like at a red light, and it was a Tevin Campbell song. 
Mm. And, you know, like a, a lot of um, the, the content creators that I, I come across, like I feel I, I am older than most of them, too. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. And in, in, in your profile, uh, your bio, you say, you know, 1990 with a baby emoji. And I'm like, this guy, dude, Tevin Campbell, like that must have been like 92, 93 when that song came yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so like where I this is crazy that I, I'm only just now thinking about this this uh, question. But uh, where did that love of that genre or that era of music come from because you were born 1990 yeah. and like you, 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 again, you're kind of self proclaimed, um, nineties, like aren't being enthusiast. Yeah. So like, um, I would say like Polynesian people, we, we love, we love music in general, but I feel like we're more attracted to, rhythm and blues type music. Like if you ever talk to any type of like Polynesian person, like they'll, they'll talk about like Brian McKnight, Tevin Campbell, mm. Brad Carey. Mm. Like Brian, Brian McKnight is like my my most favorite R&B artist of all time. He's one of my favorite writers. Yeah, you that know, too, like man. Babyface, producer. Babyface, yep. Yeah. John B. We got like B, New yeah. Edition. Pretty girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, boys to men of course got to put them in there um really? yeah john B's was the first white boy before you know <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, I robin think thick and all those guys, like that, uh, you know? that song uh, they don't know i was like yeah they, they don't know mm-hmm. you're putting them on i guess you know exactly like, yeah they don't know he's got, and, he's, got, he's got a great voice and john b let them know so yeah, he sure um, did um so like my love for, you gotta do something with pretty girl Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, unless you unless you did it, I haven't gotten to it yet. I, no, I, I haven't. I, I have not. <laughs> de- definitely a uh, back catalog. I, I need to go back and, and check out for sure. I'm gonna uh, one night. I'm just gonna sit there and go through all your videos, just be, see see what song. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's my love for R and B was just like I think it just resonated with me when I was a kid because I mean, growing up we had what cassettes. We were listening mm-hmm. to cassettes and stuff and the, the radio. Are you rewinding um, with the, the pencil? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, pen. Yeah, listening to radio, like a lot of 90s stuff came on the radio. And like, thanks to my parents, like I fell in love with like disco, funk, Michael, Ta- Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, you know, um, just all those old school people. And then I think just that really transitioned me to, to nineties when I was a kid and nineties was just blasting everywhere when I was a kid. So, um, and they just keep, going through uh, that just, they keep reusing them in samples now, you know, like exactly. we've, we've kind of moved away from the eighties and now it's like a bunch of nineties that are being remade mm-hmm. or resampled. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm digging it because it's also kind of a reminder, like, Oh yeah. Changing faces. Like, okay. I remember that song. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And like, 90s was special because there was still a lot of that originality, like especially with Babyface writing a ton of um, songs for like John B., Boys to Men, you know, Mariah Carey, you know. They weren't scared to be sensitive. Exactly. And a part of that vulnerability, like I want to bring back, you know, in social media, just, just to say like men weren't always tough. Like we... We literally sang our feelings out. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, all, on your knees, you know, on bended knee, yeah, if exactly. you will, you know, um, you know, screaming to the to the you know the sky above and yeah, and all Jodeci, that. Um, you know, yeah, all that silk, sure, shy, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I grew up kind of similarly. Um. You know, I don't remember my first hug. You know, and it was important to me when when I had kids, uh, specifically boys. You know, I you know early on, you know, you know, there, there's no boys are better, girls are better. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're smaller, you can still be smaller and stronger, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember my son, I, he must have been like four years old. And I, I forgot the details of the conversation, but he basically was saying, you know, talking about mommy and daddy, daddy's stronger because he's a boy. Like, no, that's that's not true at all. Like, just because mommy's smaller than me doesn't mean that she's not stronger than me. You know, so we got to attack that early on with, with the um, especially the boys growing up, because like the, the things you hear about, like, you know, some of the boys when they grow up, it's just like, man, if, if we can just tackle some of these issues like early on you know some of these boys they don't become that way you know and, and end up in the news and, and and what have you entitled and and whatever but um i kind of kind of lost my my train of thought with the the oh oh um i i was important to me to not be scared to hide my feelings with my sons mm-hmm. like i am not above like kissing my sons on the cheek you know the younger ones on the lips whatever like i'm dad you know i'm gonna embrace them you know i'm right. not gonna be um ashamed of it and uh just last let's see what's today today we're recording on a tuesday night um mm-hmm. so two sundays ago i had some family in town and i took my kids to go visit my dad and as we were saying bye to grandpa and i was like all right, all right give grandpa a kiss and they all give him a kiss i go watch daddy give grandpa a kiss too you know and i kiss my dad on the cheek and i give him a hug and like i'm sure that must have been real nice for him i'm you know firstborn and yep. and you know like we've we've all have grown and adapted to the western ways and like right. you know like you know it, it's it, there's an understanding now um so i love that uh so you know i mentioned that we're going to wrap up and before we recorded i uh, had teased that i have a game for you and you know mm. the people listening or watching at home can play along mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so the it, it, did you did you decide like i, I know i, I I'm putting <laughs> on the spot anyway but i said you could think about it during the con- conversation right. here you, you you game for this yeah, I'm. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. All right, all right. So, uh, listeners and viewers uh, at home, the game is: I listed every single year in the '90s, starting with 1990, ending with 1999. I went through and pulled up lyrics to a song from each year, and Junior is either gonna finish or not finish, but like continue the lyrics or name me the artist and title of the song. Now, do you want to do all ten or just like you select five different years? Ooh, let's do five different years. Five different years. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do five. You pick the years, and and I'll uh, give you the lyric lyrics, okay. and you 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 choose how you want to answer it. <laughs> let's go from. I'm gonna try to do my best. Ninety four to let's do ninety four to ninety nine. Is that what, okay. we're, what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Ninety four to <clears> ninety nine. <throat> uh. So so we're gonna get rid of ninety three. That's too bad. I got a couple couple ones I like there. Between 90 and 93, not gonna lie. Um, you just are you going in in order? 94? Uh, or you want me to or do you want me to jump around and make it challenging? Ooh. You can jump around. You can jump, jump around. around. Okay, I'll jump around. I uh, just just to throw this one out. So this will be um a an example, right? So like a like a test here. Uh so uh I think I kind of explained it to those at home. Mm-hmm. So this is um, from 1991. So I'm not gonna like sing it, right? I'm just gonna talk the lyrics, and and you mm-hmm. have to do your best to to try to identify it. So from 1991, 
dream on, dream away. I think I'm gonna have to stay. Dream on, dream away. I think I'm gonna have to stay. Dream on, dream away. I think I'm gonna have to stay. Uh, oh my gosh! I think I know this one. Um, familiar? That sounds dream so familiar. On, dream, dream away. away. I think we're gonna have to stay, stay forever, right? Stay uh, forever. I adore. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you got it. You got it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I adore Mia more by Color Me Bad. I Color Me Bad. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I wanna say. Yeah. 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 There you go. That was my first introduction to them. But yeah. And yeah. and I only just watched uh, New Jack City like a few years ago for the very first time. It was a blind spot for me. And like um because that's also where Cash Money, like that's where they got their name was from that movie. And Killer Me Bad was also featured for the very first time so in that movie. That song was actually uh like their music video is so weird. They're like I think they're like in an island or something, like under palm trees or something like okay. that. So that's where like that came up to oh, mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, you, you were picturing <laughs> the, the the video. Yeah, yeah. Usually right. like because how I navigate going places like especially oh. i'm from southern california i'll see a certain land like oh, i know i know where, I, where i'm at like land oh, site. That's awesome. yeah i'll just go I yeah so. i don't get that here in portland but california is much bigger and you know a yeah. lot more filming goes down there so <laughs> um, 94 to 99 is actually six so it sounds like you're okay with that and i'm and i'm going to jump around um so we'll keep track out of six um how, how you do but you already got that first one man i feel that was <laughs> a deep cut for you because that's Again, I said, what was that, 1991? So, like, you were maybe a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I listened to a lot of 90s. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I believe you. I believe you. Okay, so do you want me to tell you the year or – because I'm jumping around. So you want me to just do the year or just do the lyrics? Because um, I can always the, reveal the year, like, if you get it, too. Do the year and then do the lyrics. Okay. If that's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You, you're, you're in control here. Okay, from 1998, you're all that I've ever known. When you smile, all my face always seems to glow. You're all that I, I ever know. When you smile, you're all, wait, yeah, all my face always seems to glow. Oh, all my life, Casey, Casey <laughs> and JoJo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, little underhand, right? So the other thing is this may, um, I hope this is a, like a hint or a clue. Uh, all of these was um, were at least number ones in some capacity from mm-hmm. their respective year. So there are they're, they're not going to be like any deep cuts really. So yeah. like you know if if you are a student of the nineties R and B, most of these are R and B. I feel um, yeah. If if it was a number one, I feel you probably have a good chance of knowing them. So yeah, all my I, life, Casey and JoJo. Uh, yeah. That's a song so that like years. everyone knew how to play on the piano. So right, yeah. <laughs> at least at least the intro. At least the intro. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, let's see. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, I wish I I wrote. The, I I didn't write the artists or whatever because I was all like, oh, the lyrics. I will. I will remember when we get to it, you know. But I'm. This is blanking on me. So me. Okay, nineteen ninety six. Feeling, knowing you wear me, it keeps me alive. Okay, nope. I got it. I got it already. Feeling, knowing you wear me, it keeps me alive. I feel the lyrics might. That doesn't sound right. Feeling, knowing you wear me. Feeling, knowing you wear me, 
It keeps me alive. Let me let me look this up again real quick. I I, I know what song it is, but I'm like, is that right? Okay, so okay, so this is Vivo lyrics, and it is um what is it? Something bring me no 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 that's a different it keeps me alive. Feeling knowing feeling you were, knowing yeah you feeling knowing you hear me. Sorry. Oh you hear feeling, me knowing you hear me, it keeps me alive. Okay. I think I was typing fast. So yeah, feeling, knowing you hear me, it keeps me alive. Knowing you hear me. Ah, uh, one sweet day. It's one sweet day. Yeah, yeah. Feeling <laughs> keeps yeah. me alive. Keeps me alive. Yep, Mariah Carey. So yeah, Mariah Carey. Yeah, no, right. voice to me. Yep, voice to me. Yeah, two for two. I had okay. to see that. I was like. Yeah. Sometimes okay. you have to that, and that's why I'm talking it because it would be like at that point you just know it, right? Like if I kind of gave you a melody, all right. 1995, going back one year. To me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. To you're me, like a growing addiction that I can't deny. 1995. And, and at the at the very least, the, the audio podcast. I'm probably gonna like shorten the silences <laughs> since they're not looking at anything. Wait, can you, can you do that again? Yeah. To me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. To me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. Oh, um. What the hell is that? What did you know? When it shows, <laughs> my eyes become ah, seal. Yeah, okay. yep. I wouldn't say that's a night. I don't know if seal is like a R&B person, though. He, he, he's probably more contemporary, yeah. Know? But like, that's pretty, it's a pretty good song at the karaoke, you're not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, to me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorites. So, when I saw that that was in the that year, I was like, I'm gonna put that down. Yes, like. I mean, this that was a hard one because that had that, me that was a hard one. I was like, yeah. that's because I was like, and then I was like, baby. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's why I was all like, ah, oh, maybe like R&B adjacent. Like, there's definitely one other that like nobody would say is R&B for sure, especially because of the artist. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. So that was, so you got three out of three. Let mm -hmm. me see here. Um, I feel like you're going to stump me. Like that almost stumped me. I was like, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, we got three left, so the, yeah, three out of three. Um, okay, so 1999. So, this is the one that's not RB. She's into okay. new sensations, new kicks in the candlelight. She's into new sensations, mm -hmm. new kicks in the candlelight. Mm. And let me check the, the lyrics again too I, honestly i came up with all of this before we got on the call earlier before i put my son down so while he was watching his coco melon you know <laughs> let's, let's look it up songs from every single year he's into new sensations new kicks, kicks in the candlelight she's got a new addiction okay yeah. they're gonna be like, a local 
Yeah, yeah. Get up. Four <laughs> out of four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not R and B, right? But hey, number one song. You were, you know, almost ten years old. So you were uh, good, man. Oh, was through me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see here. Like, two more. Two more. Candle. Candle. I had to like. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. 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 I I just love like seeing you process it. You know. Um, so like yeah. if you guys are listening at home, you guys what at least go to the YouTube and like fast forward to this part. It's gotta I, I like it, you know. <laughs> All right, so two more. Um nineteen ninety-seven, take back that sad word goodbye, bring back the joy to my life. Take back take back kick back or take back? Uh take back. Oh, take, take back. back that sad word goodbye, bring back the joy to my life. And I'm pretty sure I know it. I, I have to double check. Oh, take back the sad wicked pie. Bring back the golden. Uh, unbreak my heart. Uh, Tony yep. Braxton. You got it. You got it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So that's I got to sing five. it out. I got to sing yeah, it out. And, and I love it. So that's a little something for your followers there. And so the very last one. Okay. Is that is that right? Okay, so I, I believe 1994 is the last one that yeah. we haven't done, and the lyrics. Um, and again, the I, I should have wrote the, the the whole info. Like the shadow that's by your side, I'll be there. Like the shadow that's by your side, I'll be there. Oh, I swear, my all for one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. easy i'm all like wait what seems like me speaking the lyrics like, like it's throwing me off like, it's, and, yeah. and i was like i was like okay i'm gonna pick the lines that like if i just read it i'll know but here i'm stopping myself too like you know you guys it's well over midnight especially for for junior but i'm just like oh, no. so yeah six out of six man like th there you go so yeah just <laughs> stopping I'm, I'm, I'm like low-key impressed like I, I i figured you'd get them all but you know like under pressure you know i, I wanted to see how you handled it that seal one and the Ricky Martin one kind of threw me for a loop. But I was like, it, I had to, I had to sing it though. I yeah, was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And 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 to be fair, like you know, like um, kind of mentioned, seal probably more considered contemporary. You know, like your Celine Dion right. and and stuff like that, and Ricky Martin, Ricky Martin. So yeah, man. Well, thanks for uh, taking the challenge and then you know get, uh, getting all of those correctly. Uh, six out of six, man, hundred percent. There you go. Hey, thanks, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. So um. You know, like you know, we uh, I follow what you do. Um, do you have anything like kind of in the works that you're excited about that you want to share? Um, uh, you know, aside from like just the regular content that you're currently creating. Um, like where, so where where do you go from here? I guess like I don't know because I kind of had like a a little dead spot for probably like a couple weeks. Um, not because of creator's block or whatnot. I just... You got busy got, with life. Yeah, busy with life. I mean, my number one priority is my family and trying to provide for them and whatnot. It's hard to like put out content consistently because I know that social media or like Instagram wants to see consistent things on a consistent basis. But to be honest, I post on my time. Yeah, and that's how know, I am when people relate to it and I feel like a lot if I feel like a lot of people could relate to everything that I post out there um but 
for those who are thinking of getting into the space, just do it. Like the worst thing that someone could do is say something mean or whatnot, but consistency you know, turn is Turn off commenting, you know? Yeah. Like even with that, like consistency, consistency is key to everything in life, especially if you want to be creative in this space, like be your own self. Don't try to copy others. Like it is hard to, to like not copy or just it's hard to to be your own self I guess but that's what people want to see they just want to see genuine I guess they want to see they want to see people being themselves like they don't want to see a copy yeah. you know or, or a want right. because some of those you you can kind of tell like oh you're you're doing the thing that this other content creator is doing exactly. yeah you know and so yeah. And and a lot of ones are like the husband and wife that are also both content creators that are dancing or, or something. And so like right. what I think is um, you know, it's kind of toxic. It's like the fans up in the comments, like, oh, you, you guys aren't better than this group. Like, like look, they're not they're just being themselves, like they're not trying to be right. other right. people, you know, you guys are just comparing the people. So like my, my advice as a fellow content creator is just like if it makes you happy, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if like you see something you like that's that someone else's content, make it your own, right? Like it's, you don't it's have okay to, to be inspired. Yeah, you don't have to be like you completely copy them, but like put your own twist and make it your make your own. So it looks like oh man, yeah, this is Junior or this this is Peter. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like I don't know, just twist it and do it like you see it with it. I don't know. So like um I, I actually have this question down and I forgot to ask, but like well, um, you know, with you kind of putting your uh your mental health uh, status out there and uh, as mm-hmm. a as a content creator, like what are your um kind of interactions like with your followers? Is is that something that you kind of welcome is, is the interactions? Yeah, all the time. Um I, I I feel like uh when people message me like I think it was a couple of weeks ago. There was like over 20 messages and I usually respond to every one of it was, them. It was all me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I didn't realize there were like, there's hidden requests. Right. So I went into the hidden request. It was like well over 20 messages. I was like, oh shoot, I better respond to some of these. Cause some of them are like inappropriate or whatnot. And, oh yeah. Um, but to the ones that seem genuine, like people will tell me about, the things that they're going through. And I always say, Hey, if you need someone to talk to, I'm willing to listen. I may not relate to the situation you may be going through, but somebody like always needs someone to have a listening ear. And that's what I want to do. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. I I welcome any type of message as long as it's positive, positivity driven or just like if they need someone to talk to. Yeah. So, so what what are the handles on uh I'm assuming Instagram and Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it? Uh just Junior Kaliopa. So J U N I O R K A L E O P A. I'm the only one in the world. Yeah. And I'm really you know, proud to say that. Yeah. And for the well, uh, and I would imagine that I'm the only Peter Vonasak as well. Like you Google me, you know, it's probably gonna be like mostly just because of stuff that popped up for a bunch of my episodes and interviews. But um yeah, for those that like 
do go into show notes. Like I'll, I'll include your handle. So that way they can just click on it and subscribe cool. to you or follow you if they haven't already. So um, yeah, I, I pre- uh, appreciate the, the time junior and, you know, I look forward to seeing more, more stuff. And I hope this um, does bring like awareness to, to some people who may have some doubts, um, you know, like, like, you know, if there's people that are willing to listen, if you're willing to open up, like uh, right. I hope that's something that they can take away from this conversation. So, so I, again, I thank you for your, for your time. Um, yeah, so, that. yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, you know, you stand by, but, uh, you know, thank you for anyone that's checking this out, especially if this is your first episode and, you know, um, you wanted to hear some people talk about some mental, uh, mental health, you know, some personal stuff, uh, family related. Um, and I'll try to look for a phone number to also put in the show notes. If you need a resource, uh, a website, a phone number to call to, to, to kind of seek help. So, um, uh, again, thank you guys this is for your, uh, Thank you guys for your continued support uh, in what I do. And I'll see you guys all later. This has been a production of the Companion Network.